Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with breaking news and the final breakneck sprint to Election Day just hours from now. President Trump and former Vice President Biden are still on the trail tonight targeting those battleground states and last minute votes they each believe they'll need to win. President Trump holding five rallies in four states while Joe Biden is going all in for Pennsylvania, making three stops there as well as a surprise visit to Ohio. And while Election Day isn't until tomorrow, as we come on the air, this election is already making history. More than 97 million Americans have all already voted early. Now that's record shattering and it's more than two thirds of all the votes cast just four years ago. But it also means that with so many ballots to count and some of the biggest battleground states not starting that process until tomorrow night, we may not know who won on Wednesday morning. President Trump is threatening to go to court to challenge that idea, falsely claiming that ballots that haven't been counted tomorrow night shouldn't count at all. Now, across the U.S., tensions are running high and buildings in many major cities are boarding up ahead of tomorrow night. There's a lot of new reporting to get to tonight. We've got our team of correspondents covering it all. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is going to lead off our coverage right here in our CBS News election headquarters. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Nora. There are battleground states and then there's Pennsylvania, where Joe Biden has spent more time than anywhere else knowing that if he can win the Keystone State, he can probably win the White House. Joe Biden signaling he has one more day to go. And with that, he and his team spent the day focused on one of tomorrow's biggest prizes, Pennsylvania. We got to make sure everyone returns their ballot and vote tomorrow. Biden also acknowledged the president's reported threat to declare victory tomorrow night, regardless of how many outstanding votes there are. When America's heard, I believe the message is going to be loud and clear. It's time for Donald Trump to pack his bags and go home. The latest CBS News battleground tracker poll shows Biden up seven points in Pennsylvania, but there's a feeling the race may be tightening in the remaining hours. To win, Biden must drive up turnout compared to four years ago in and around Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, win decisively in his native Northeast Pennsylvania, and cut into the president's advantages in rural Republican parts of the state. While Biden focused on Western Pennsylvania, even bringing Lady Gaga along to court younger voters, 
Running mate Kamala Harris worked the eastern side and blasted the president for continuing to raise doubts about the integrity of Pennsylvania's election system. That he's doing it to distract from the fact that he actually has no record to run on. This morning, voters in northeastern Pennsylvania who incorrectly completed mailed-in ballots stood in frigid lines to make corrections. I love my state, but it's gotten ugly. But I just found out it was rejected on Friday, so yeah, late too. Friday. Yes. So that doesn't give a lot of time to people. Biden also campaigned in Ohio today where the race is tied. A sign the campaign thinks it's within reach. He slammed the president for suggesting he might fire Dr. Anthony Fauci after he said the U.S. was unprepared for a tough COVID winter. Elect me and I'm going to hire Dr. Fauci. Not, and we're going to fire Donald Trump. Mr. Trump can only demote or sideline Dr. Fauci, who's a career public servant. But that didn't stop him from discussing. Don't tell anybody, but let me wait till a little bit after the election. Former President Barack Obama was also back on the trail, hoping to help turn Georgia blue for the first time in over two decades. You can be a state that sends Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to the White House. And yet another sign of how focused they are on Pennsylvania, Biden's going back to the state tomorrow for Election Day visits to his hometown of Scranton and to Philadelphia. Running mate Kamala Harris plans to visit Detroit. Further sign that Pennsylvania and Michigan are the Biden team's top targets. Nora. Looking forward to tomorrow night when we we'll be able to right. together with everyone to cover this race. Thank you, Ed. And tonight, President Trump is closing out the race with a frenzied finishing kick, including those five rallies. But with the president trailing in key states on the eve of the election, he's now talking about taking the fight off the campaign trail and into a court of law. Here's CBS's Weijia Zhang. President Trump made his eighth visit to Pennsylvania in the last seven days, knowing that a loss here would make his path to re-election almost impossible. He lashed out on Joe Biden, just outside of Biden's hometown of Scranton. But this guy is a stone-cold phony, and, and honestly, he's not equipped mentally to be your president. Still, Mr. Trump acknowledged the former vice president is beating him in several polls, including in Pennsylvania. I have foreign leaders calling me saying, are they serious? I say, one of them calls said, I see that you're down a little bit in a poll. I said, can you believe this could happen to me? Mr. Trump is relying on working class and suburban voters to turn out like they did four years ago. But Biden has siphoned off some support. The president denied a report that he's going to declare victory tomorrow night if he's ahead. But with mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania counted up to three days after Election Day, the president promised a legal fight. As soon as that election's over, we're going in with our lawyers. Texas Republicans hope to have 127,000 drive-through ballots that were cast in the Houston area tossed out, but that was rejected by a GOP-led court. And the San Antonio branch of the FBI is investigating a pro-Trump convoy that surrounded a Biden campaign bus on a highway. Hello, Traverse City. With two stops in Michigan today and the latest CBS News poll showing Biden leading, CBS's Janet Shamlian reports the Trump campaign is counting on its ground game to turn the tide. There's a big push by Republicans in the Detroit suburbs to get the vote out, especially here in hotly contested Macomb County, which has picked the winner for president the last four elections, including 2016, for Donald Trump. I'm seeing just overwhelming support. Uh, I just don't really don't think it's going to be that close. 
President Trump plans to spend election night right here at the White House, hosting a party with 400 guests invited. Washington, D.C. prohibits gatherings of more than 50 people indoors, but this is federal property, so the crowd size is up to the administration. Nora? So we have 400 people inside at the White House tomorrow. Are they requiring masks? We know that those close to the president will receive tests, but so far no answer on whether masks will be required. We can report, though, that last time there was a big event here outside on the South Lawn, masks were required. Nora. Weijia Zhang at the White House, thank you. With the race coming down to a handful of closely fought states, three voting groups could hold the key to victory, black, Latino, and younger voters. Tonight, our team of correspondents reports on the battle within the battlegrounds to win them over in three pivotal states. We start off in Pennsylvania. I'm Jerika Duncan in North Philadelphia, where nonpartisan volunteers are canvassing this mostly African-American neighborhood in a last-minute effort to get out the vote. It helps to have somebody who looks like them come and explain and tell them exactly why it does count. In 2016, then-candidate Donald Trump won Pennsylvania by roughly 44,000 votes. Turnout for black voters statewide for Hillary Clinton was nearly seven points lower than expected. If you can get one out of every hundred people that you talk to to turn out that wouldn't otherwise have turned out to vote, then it is definitely was worth it. I'm Manuel Bajorquez in Doral, Florida, where nearly 60% of registered voters in Miami-Dade County are Latino, like first-time voter Roxana Mello, a Cuban-American voting for President Trump. It's going to do like a better job to, like in the economy. Daniel Muñiz is Cuban-American, too. Oh, I'm, I'm Republican, but I'm going to vote for Biden this, this year. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I do not like the president. Republicans led the county in early votes until this weekend when Democrats caught up. Making the state even harder to predict, more than 20% of early and mail-in ballots statewide came from independents. I'm Jamie Yukis, just outside Phoenix. It's my first time voting. Where both campaigns are targeting young voters who are turning out big time. Nearly 300,000 have voted already. That's up nearly 80% compared to 2016. What are the issues to them that are most important? It's not just one, it's a variety from immigration to sometimes the environment. Issues both young Democrats and Republicans share as priorities. We like to say we have the rational, the sane approach to these issues uh, as opposed to the radical approach. It's the youth vote and Latino voters who are making Arizona a battleground state for the first time. Nora. Jamie Yukis, thank you. Election night is always about the race to 270 electoral votes. CBS's Major Garrett joins us here. And Major, the president had a good night in 2016, and he's got to defend those states again tomorrow. Explain. Exactly. Let's welcome us to the what-if board. This is what the country looked like in 2016. And the scenarios we're going to talk about, Nora, are not our scenarios. They're the campaign scenarios. They're working them every hour as Election Day draws ever nearer. And both campaigns agree, for legal reasons, Pennsylvania's vote is going to take a while to be tabulated. Mm -hmm. So for the sake of this experiment, let's put Pennsylvania for election night in the toss-up category. All right, the president still has got plenty of room, 286. He's fine. But the polls, as we've just mentioned, in Wisconsin and Michigan have been trending toward Biden, and the Trump campaign knows that they have to close faster than they've closed. So let's put Wisconsin and Michigan in the Biden camp. Wow, gets 258 really close, gets then. close, but still no, no clear winner. So the Former vice president has to eat into the Trump maps somewhere down here. Let's look at Georgia. Let's get, put that in the Biden camp. Well, 274. Take that out, put that in the Trump. How about North Carolina? Give that to Biden, 273. I think it goes without saying, but let's take a 
Look at those 29 electoral votes in Florida. Put that in the Biden camp. Those are all different ways. If the Biden campaign cannot crack through here, even if it wins Michigan and Wisconsin, it will have to wait for Pennsylvania. And so what are you going to be looking for early in the night? Early in the night, North Carolina, Georgia, and Florida all count their ballots rapidly. We'll have good results from there. So if you're looking on election night, what are the trend lines to follow? Keep a very close eye on Florida, Georgia, North Carolina. We've just explained why. The reason why everybody should join us tomorrow night at 6.30. Many of those states close at 7. So we'll have some early results coming in from then. Exactly. Major Garrett, that was great. Thank you so much. Sure. Tonight, a senior defense official tells CBS News that there is no evidence that a foreign adversary has gained access to our election infrastructure and that no country has the ability to change the outcome. Today, new steel fencing went up around the White House complex. Security is being tightened all over the country over concerns about unrest after the election. We get more now from CBS's Jeff Pegues. Today in New York City, the nation's largest police department is putting businesses on alert as stores there and around the country board up as a precaution. With one day to go, political tensions remain high. In Houston, vandals targeted the county's Democratic Party headquarters, spray painting the windows with the words, elections no, revolution yes. In Beverly Hills over the weekend, protesters and counter-protesters traded fists. The city's chief is warned about election-motivated violence. Today, he told us his officers are working 12-hour shifts with no days off. Well, uh, basically, we uh, are doing is preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. In recent weeks, the FBI has arrested militia members allegedly planning attacks. And starting tomorrow, officials will be monitoring events across the country from a command center at FBI headquarters. Washington, D.C. is likely to get extra attention. Are you anticipating violence? City Homeland Security officials are bracing for half a dozen protests over the next several days. We certainly want to make sure that those uh, protests are peaceful and that violence or any types of violence uh, will not be tolerated here in the district. We are seeing a lot of these fortresses of plywood here around D.C. as precaution because we're being told that there are no specific threats of violence. Even so, businesses around here aren't taking any chances after a summer of unrest. Nora. Jeff Begays, thank you. In the run-up to the election, we've seen a nationwide surge in the coronavirus. New cases and hospitalizations are up in more than 40 states. We've now passed 9.2 million cases in the U.S. and more than 231,000 Americans have died. CBS's Adriana Diaz reports tonight from hard-hit Wisconsin. One. Tonight, Wisconsin is facing one of the biggest COVID-19 surges in the country. Nearly a third of test results are now coming back positive. It's, it's been exhausting yet to say the least. Jody Gord is a nurse manager at Aurora St. Luke's Medical Center in Milwaukee. Cases are up there more than 40% since we visited Thank nearly two weeks this. ago. Gord created a Zen room to help her staff battle burnout. Um, I see the tired look in their eyes. I see the tears rolling down their cheeks. I see, 
you know, just an exhausted group. Late today, the American Academy of Pediatrics announced that the number of children contracting COVID-19 has soared to unprecedented levels, nearly 200,000 new cases in the month of October. Meanwhile, a CDC study finds that pregnant women with COVID are at higher risk for severe illness, death, and delivering preterm, though health officials say the impact on infants is still unknown. 16 states set single-day records for new coronavirus cases over the weekend. Despite the nationwide increase in infections, the CDC says voters who are sick or quarantining can still go to the polls on Election Day, as long as they take proper precautions like wearing a mask, social distancing, and telling poll workers about their condition. And there are new rules for travelers going to New York. Starting Wednesday, the state will require visitors from non-neighboring states to be tested before and after they arrive. This comes as Massachusetts governor reintroduces a strict curfew. The surge of cases in Wisconsin is being felt at testing centers like this one in Kenosha. They closed an hour and a half early today after finishing their allotment of 750 tests. A county official told us it's been like this for weeks. Nora, how is there still a shortage of tests? Adriana Diaz, thank you. Breaking overseas tonight, a terror attack in the Austrian capital of Vienna. At least one person is dead and 15 wounded, and several attackers are on the run. Here's CBS's Charlie Daggett. Heavy gunfire rang out on the streets of Vienna in what the Austrian chancellor called a repulsive terror attack, a coordinated assault by multiple assailants not far from the city's main synagogue, six different locations. Cell phone footage captured what appeared to be a gunman shooting a victim at point-blank range. Another showed a similarly dressed alleged attacker walking below and opening fire with suspected active shooters still on the run. Anti-terror squads launched a large-scale security operation. Police ordered people to stay inside, avoid open squares and public transportation. All of Europe has been on high alert after a series of terror attacks in France. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, London. And now a note about tomorrow. America is electing a president for the 59th time. But in the words of Eleanor Roosevelt, this is no ordinary time. We're in the middle of a pandemic that has cost hundreds of thousands of people their lives and millions their jobs. In spite of that, and perhaps because of that, people are voting in record numbers. As the votes are counted tomorrow night, we here at CBS News pledge to bring you results you can trust. We will tell you what we know, we will tell you what we don't know. We will project winners the minute we're sure and not a second before. We vow not to rush this most important act of democracy. That's how important your vote is, because in the end, it's America that decides. Tune in tomorrow night at 6.30 Eastern, 3.30 Pacific for CBS News 2020, America Decides. Our election night coverage will begin right here with a special CBS Evening News live across the country. We'll be joined by our powerhouse political team and our correspondents as every vote is counted. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell at CBS News election headquarters here in New York. Hope you were able to vote safely. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. 
If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.